Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 18th of March 2017. And a confession before we even get started on today's podcast diary. I'm actually recording this early because I'm skiving and not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm supposed to be spending this entire weekend doing uh, my redraft of Dead of Night. And um, and I've just been skiving, to be honest with you. So I went for a haircut this morning. And then I had a great experience in town because there was a driver training school. They had this um, huge lorry in the centre of town. And I've just written over the last weekend, um, the past weekend, I should say, a scene, an action scene for Dead of Night, which takes place in a lorry cab. And I had to do some research online and really couldn't find exactly what I was after in terms of what, what are the inside of a lorry cab's like. I've never been even up in one. So how fortuitous that there should be a lorry parked in town. And the guys who were running the, you know, the promotion, they didn't look very busy. It was that time of day. So I, I nipped in and said, look, I'm an author. And I've just written a scene about a lorry. Can I go and have a look? And this chap who's got 47 years experience driving lorries, let me climb up into the cab and talk me through the different kinds of lorries and the awnings and things like that. So I've got everything I need in absolute perfect timing, ready for me to do this this re-edit at the weekend. So as I'm going through, I could just tweak the bits in the lorry to make sure I'm absolutely factually correct. So it couldn't have come at a better time, really. So I'm really grateful for that. And uh, I will post just a couple of pictures on the resources page for today's podcast diary, just so you can have a look at that lorry and get a look inside the, the cab. But, you know, I'm not normally a kind of cars and an automobiles kind of person, but um, obviously for the purposes of research, it was great. So um, one of the things that I couldn't actually tie down in my research was, are all lorries automatics? Well, most of them are automatics. And in actual fact, they don't actually have an automatic lever like a car would. They just have, well, this lorry just had a little dial. It looked like, um, they called it, dial you'd use to turn the temperature up and down in a car it was a very simple thing for changing uh, the gears but also it had maneuvering um positions so that if you if you're maneuvering the lorry uh, you put it into a maneuver gear so just tiny little bits like that really help with the author research um so i've had a bit of adventure today and I even went, <laughs> I went, to, I was joining all the retirees at Marks and Spencer's in, in England, uh, having a cup of tea and a bacon butty and just sort of passing the time of day, which was very pleasant. So I've come back now and I still don't feel like sitting down and doing the work. So I thought, right, I'll be productive. I'll make a cup of tea and I'll do the podcast diary. So I promise I will get on with it because it's got to be done by the end of the weekend. So let me give you an update with Dead of Night then. Uh, I finished it last weekend. So last week's podcast diary I was informing you that um, I wasn't going to be writing until the Saturday when I actually got the book finished. So I wrote on Saturday and Sunday. So the book is, well, the draft, the first draft is now finished and it stands at 51,266 words in total. I hit the, the target. I expect Helen Fazar, my editor, um, usually it comes reduced down a bit, but I want to be hitting about 50 with that book um, in terms of what it cost me to get it edited too, because it costs a lot less to, to get 50,000 word books out than it does to, to get 90,000 words out. They take a lot bigger edit. Um, so very, very happy to finish the book. I have to say, you know, it was largely uh, plain sailing with, with that book. Um, there's no 
There's no sort of plot twist. It's a very exciting but very action-packed book. It just doesn't let up um, in terms of action. I've never written a book like that before. And there's no great twist um, at the end, no sort of clever twist, which I, I usually try and put in. Um, but it does have a, a satisfactory ending. And of course, you don't know who done it and who's involved or what was going on right until the end. So in that respect, I guess it does have a twist. Um, so, so, so it was fairly plain sailing in terms of the plot. Uh, and finishing it off was very exciting for me. I always love finishing off the books. Um, and, and I'm very happy with it. It's a very satisfying ending. And I didn't do what I usually do, which is to think, oh, I could turn this into a trilogy and then end up writing another two books. You know, these next books I write have to be standalones. They have to be in terms of my business model for them. So I've got the next uh, today, which is Friday and um, Saturday and Sunday. I got to get that book um, edited. Uh, that process will include my, my wife has, has run through it for me. So my, my wife goes through and finds all the idiot things I've done. Uh, you know, for, so for instance, I've actually got page one open on my um, on my PC in front of me here, and um, it starts with something sort of thudding against the car. And instead of saying the bonnet, which is what I meant to say, I said the boot, and it doesn't make any sense. So my wife spots all that idiot stuff. Uh, so I'll go through what my wife's found first of all. Then I give it a thorough read, and I make my changes, and I get it as good as I can, look for the spelling mistakes, as good as I possibly can. That's what I do this weekend. I do that fairly intensively. Then it goes to Helen, who does just you know a brilliant edit on it. She does a kind of copy edit. Um, she, she gives me structural stuff as well, and she'll give me a proofread. So it'll come back from Helen pretty well good to go. Then I give it that last um, look over. Uh, because obviously it's been quite a while since I finished writing it then, so I come to it as a fresh reader. And then, would you believe, Helen also picks it up for a final read, um, which is great. So it's been through a lot of hands by the time it, it gets out there. And as I say, I always I always feel like, um, in, in a lovey kind of a way, you know, the the process ought to be harder, that I ought to have more structural problems, lovey. Um, but but often I don't. I have run into structural problems, but, but, but usually I don't. Um, so, and I, I always feel like, am I getting off lightly? Am I doing something wrong? Have I missed a trick here? But, you know, it, it reads through. There don't seem to be any sort of plot problems with it. I, I seem to have a reasonable ability to sort that out as I go along and to spot where the issues are. And if I haven't, I will do as we do these final sweeps of the book. I decided to cut myself some slack uh, for the next book. I think I mentioned last week that it's penciled in for Saturday, the 1st of April writing. And to be honest with you, I probably will start writing then. But I just needed to, in my schedule, I thought, do you know what? I just need a little bit of palate cleansing time here. I need a little bit of a break. I feel like I've done a lot of work recently, uh, which is why I was skiving off the day. I just felt like I needed a little bit of a buffer, a little bit of a break and not to just keep working all the time. Um, and I think that's sort of good for you. It's good for your good mental health. Um, you know, you just can't keep working constant, constantly all the time. And I did a corporate training yesterday, a whole day of corporate training. And I have to say, um, I always feel, ex uh, you know, I, I never feel as tired as when I do a, a live training day with a room full of people. And I was doing Facebook advertising yesterday. And, you know, you have all the usual things of people can't even you know, get logged into the wireless on their PC. So I'm usually fairly frazzled at the end of the day. And um, I just felt like I needed a bit of a buffer before I set about serious work um, today. So I, I'm good to go now. I've had been butty at Marks and Spencer's. I've had a little sit in a lorry cab and I'm good to go again now. Um, so um, I've, I've put on my schedule that I'm going to start writing on the 7th of April. My wife's at work on the Saturday or the 1st of April. So to be honest with you, I, I probably, it's very likely that I will start writing then. But if I haven't got the shape of the book by then, I'll use that as a planning day. Uh, it's all the, the next book's already half planned in the Novel Factory. I was going to write it before I did Dead of Night. But um, I like to have this really strong image and feel of the book 
And that came for Dead of Night before it did for Gated, which is a working title. I'm going to need something better, but I'm calling it Gated at the moment because it takes place within either... um, It's either going to take place with in a sort of environment like Necker Island, like Richard Branson lives on, um, or it's going to take place within a sort of millionaire's gated community. That's the, the, the basic context. I'm not quite sure what the title will be yet, but I'm calling it gated because it just helps me picture what this is. Um, but I will need a better title. Um, it's half planned in the novel factory. I've got all the characters and everything. It's kind of almost there. But I went with Dead and Night first. I think I'm going to come with this. I've got quite a strong image for this hitchhiking story that I got that I I mentioned in last week's diary a story I got from a news item actually um so I might go with that one but that's what the next two weeks are for to 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 figure out what's coming next um so that's what I'm doing this weekend um the Don't Tell Meg trilogy goes live on Thursday 23rd of March that's this Thursday and um I got Helen's if you remember how I do these things Helen had had done her very final read of it and she delivered that to me, and I've been working through that during this week. So that's been my job this week after finishing Dead of Night. Um, and uh, she did still find some changes. It's amazing. Every time you read these blasted things, you find changes in them, you know, however thoroughly you've gone through them. So we made a couple of tidy changes, um, and the final versions have now been processed in Vellum, and they've been uploaded to Amazon. And you can see those on the resources page. I've taken some screenshots. All versions of the book are ready to go. So there's the single copies of the book, and there are the box sets. So I've done a box set of books two and three and a box set of books one, two, and three. And so I, I, I've created some nice little packages uh, with that so that you know people can buy what works out cheapest for them uh, if they like to read the books. Um, so all I've got to do is sit there and wait now uh, because I'm not doing anything else. They're done. They're good to go. Uh, now, what I should say about this, I call it a launch. I'm not doing any launch. Um, you know, there's no great strategy. I'm talking to Rachel Amphlett, a thriller writer from Australia, talking to Rachel for the second time, actually, on this podcast, because she did an amazing launch strategy. But, you know, this is a new genre for me. Um, it's crime. I'm writing under a different author name. No one knows who the heck I am. They don't even know that I write crime. And I have no crime audience. So, you know, there is no launch as such. Um, the launch is going to come over the year. So, um, I want Dead of Night out as soon as possible. Dead of Night's going to be priced at 99 pence or 99 cents. Uh, and then I want the next one done. And my funnel is going to be either Dead of Night or this next book I'm writing is going to be the free one. Then it's going to go to 99 cents or, or pence. Then it's going to lead you into Don't Tell Meg. And Don't Tell Meg is where I want to make the money. So I don't want to discount Don't Tell Meg. The books are too long. You know, they're 90,000 words. They're proper full-length novels, these. There are three of them. So I want to use, or I want to try and use Don't Tell Meg to make some money out of this if I can. So, you know, the, the ones I'm giving away for free are the 50,000 worders, but the substantial ones I, I make some decent profit on. That's kind of the strategy. So I'm not really doing anything until I've got the five books out because I haven't really got a sales funnel. And I, I tell you, I'm not really doing anything because don't expect to see me doing, you know, great pre-launch plans and super promos and things like that. That won't be happening with these. It'll be happening later on in the year. But but actually, there is method to my madness, because what I am doing is I am building up a crime um, list of email addresses using Insta Freebie. And let me talk to you about Insta Freebie because I've been mentioning this over the past couple of weeks. My dystopian event finished on Sunday and it delivered to me about 600 leads over one week. Now, I don't know how you're doing with your list building and I've been list building for a long time. 
there's nothing delivered leads like that to me other than great big internet marketing launches that I used to do earlier on in my sort of online career. 600 leads in a week isn't to be sniffed at. That's a lot of leads, um, and I'm very happy with that. Um, and, and the other thing uh, is there are all sorts of byproducts of me organizing giveaways in that actually, number one, I'm finding great dystopian sci-fi partners. So I get to see, because I track the links, I see who's sending all the traffic. And those are the guys and gals, the writers, that I'm going to be teaming up with in future, the power movers, the people who've got big lists. So they're going to be my priority in future. Now, the other thing that I did as a result of that is is it weeds out the kind of serious authors. And I've also got myself some podcast interviews from it because I've had, you know, I've made contact with people, had lovely interactions with them online. I've found some podcast guests because, of course, they're all self-publishers. So I thought I was just going to be building a list. And in actual fact, I've got way more from it than I thought I was going to get from it as an organizer of these Insta freebie giveaways. Now, I've been taking part in other giveaways too, and in the last 30 days, I've added 1,660 leads to my email signups um, in, in, uh, from InstaFreebie. That's taking part in giveaways and holding one myself. Now, I say I don't know how you're doing with your list building, but that is way better than I was getting for, for quite a lot of expense on Facebook. And InstaFreebie cost me $20 a month to have the right kind of account that I need to do this. So much as I think that, you know, it, it will probably become a saturated market eventually, um, I'm still going to play uh, and, and do it because it's working really well. And I've I've now filled up my crime giveaway. So I've got a crime giveaway starting on the 27th of March, running through to 2nd of April. And this is my first attempt at beginning to build up a crime list. Now, my I want to get a list of at least a thousand um, crime subscribers using Insta Freebie, and then I will start, because by the time I've done that, uh, Dead of Night will be out, and I will have the beginnings of a proper sequence for my books, and then I'm going to start to to, thro to throttle things and to, to ramp things up. So I'm being patient um, with these thrillers. Uh, uh, you know, I know that we'll get we'll get no sales. I, I, mean, I have got some pre-sales and things, but we'll get a trickle of sales. It won't be very much, but I want to get the funnel sorted out. That's my priority with this, because I want to make some money um, out of these thrillers. I want to have an effective funnel in place. I don't want to be discounting down all the time with these books. Um, so that that is the kind of, that is the plan. Um, and I've got to tell you, if you're not using Insta Freebie, please look at it, um, because I can't remember how much I spent on Facebook. And, and, and Facebook lead ads worked very well for me. You know, they did work well for me, but actually, there's something better and cheaper. It cost me... Well, you, you look at that. I've got 1,660 leads from Insta Freebie over the past 30 days. So let me just... Um, and that's cost me $20. So if let's just say it's £20, because it's easier for me to work with, because I'm in the UK. If I divide £20 by 1,660 leads, I am paying, is that less than a penny a lead? 0.012, what's that? One point something pence, isn't it, per lead? Now, I don't know anything that can deliver leads as cheaply as that and as super targeted as that because every single one of those leads reads sci-fi and dystopia. Um, I think it's very good. I can't recommend it to you highly enough. I really would give it a try. Oh, the other thing is, of course, is I'm also getting read through. So um, you'll have heard me saying that my sales have been down since the new year. Actually, they're picking up now because I've got this traffic running through and everything really well. 
Um, so, uh, all very good. Oh, by the way, my crime giveaway is full already. So I only wanted 30 contributors for this. I had 40 in the last one. I'm trying 30 this time just to see how we do with the traffic. I think, I think it's going to be a combination of getting enough people to get some sort of power hitters in there to get to, to get enough leads. So I want to be getting about 600 leads. But in actual fact, if you get some good power hitters in there and you've got fewer contributors, so there's fewer books to sign up to, your book stands more chance of getting a sign up. So I think there's going to be a sweet spot in there somewhere. And I'm trying to find out what the sweet spot is. And also, by the way, before I move on from Insta Freebie, um, one of the contributors got in touch with me and said, oh, you want to get Insta Freebie to promote that? And I said, well, I've seen them do it, but I don't know how you get that done. And one of my contributors organized that for me. So we're getting a second bite of the cherry. We don't have to do anything. Insta Freebie will just promote it. We'll get another load of free sign-up. So the dystopian one gets a blast. I can't remember when it is. I think it's 26th of March, maybe, something like that. And then I asked him how he'd organized that. He gave me the email address. I contacted Insta Freebie, and Insta Freebie have now agreed to promote my crime giveaway on the 28th of March. So that's going to give us some free traffic without us having to do any promotion. It's all good stuff. Um, I haven't found anything better at the moment. If you know of anything that's working better and cheaper, let me know. And if you don't, I suggest you jump on this Insta Freebie train and give it a try because uh, it's really good. Okay, so uh, what else have I got to tell you about book news? Um, I'll tell you what I have just done. I have put um, a little Amazon warning message on the resources page for this diary, only because um, if you're a new author, I just wanted you to see what happens. If you put books on pre-release, on pre-sale, um, Amazon wants you to have those books ready three days before they actually go live before people can buy them. They basically give themselves a buffer of three days so they can check your book and make sure it's fine for release. And um, they give you this countdown. They're very clear about it. I mean, you can't miss it anymore. It's very clear and they're very fair about it. But I just wanted to put a, a screenshot of what that looks like if you've never self-published a book before because you, you can't really miss it. But it does catch a lot of new authors out when they put books on pre-sale. They, they, they budget their time for the actual release day when in actual fact you have to budget your time for three days before the release day because that's when Amazon locks you down and wants to release the book. So do look at the screenshot on the resources page to take a look at that. The other thing I wanted to say about my thrillers is, is that I'm not really happy with the covers at all. In fact, I'm not at all happy with the covers. Um, I, what was I doing the other day? I was doing something or other, and I saw, oh, I know, I was making a promotional graphic for Don't Tell, for the, for the crime giveaway for Insta Freebie, and I looked at Don't Tell Meg on there, and I thought, you know, that doesn't stand out enough. That's not good enough. Um, so I, I, I'm releasing those knowing that my covers aren't good enough. Um, but, you know, I can't afford at the moment, uh, or I'm not going to afford the, um, I, I bootstrap my business. So, you know, my expenses for the books don't come out of household income. They come out of what I earn um, in my freelance work. Um, so, you know, I have to work to earn to pay for a cover. And at the moment, I'm paying for the um, the formatting of, of the paperback versions. And I'm paying for the, for the edits with Helen to get the books out fast. Now, the covers aren't abysmal, but they're not good enough. So um, I, I'm going to need to find a way to pay to get some covers done as soon as I can. Um, in terms of my priorities, then I'll get the, I want those first five books done. So I've got the funnel. After I've got the first five books done, then I'll move to the covers. Even if I've got other books written, they will have to wait to go, you know, to get paid for, to get edited and released because I want to prioritize the covers next. But as I say, I work on a bootstrapping principle. This doesn't come out of household income. It comes out of my freelance income and therefore I have to work to earn to buy. And, and that's just how I want it to be with this. Okay, moving on then. Uh, very, very happy. I did mention this last week 
the Amazon Academy in Manchester. It's so great to be able to attend events in the north of England without always having to travel down to London. Um, you know, it does get a little bit wearing from Carlisle. It's uh, it's not, you know, the train journey is not bad, but the expense of it, because uh, it's 100 quid for a hotel in London these days. Um, you know, and I, uh, being a gentleman of a certain age, I don't share facilities these days. You know, I want my own ensuite so I that's my lowest requirement I don't have to stay at a five-star hotel but I do expect ensuite you know I'm not a student in a in a youth hostel anymore so um you know you're, you're kind of committed really to about a hundred pound for a hotel and then you've got the the train fare on top of that it's an expensive business to go to London so it's really nice when somebody thinks to organize something for us up in the north the event is taking place on Friday the 31st of March. I have booked my train tickets and when I book my train tickets you know I'm definitely going. I've also booked a hotel in Manchester so that day I'm training, I'm doing a corporate training which will finish at four and then I'll nip home, have a bit of tea and then I'll jump on the train at about seven o'clock in the evening, uh, get me into Manchester for nine, nip into the hotel, you know check into the hotel and then I think the Amazon event starts at about nine in the morning. It would have been a ridiculous start from Carlisle to get to Manchester at uh, nine o'clock in the morning. And and you, you've always got the thing about, is the train going to turn up? So I, I, I decided to go the night before for this particular uh, event. And the other great thing about booking hotels in Manchester is they're 50 quid. They're not 100 quid. So it's a lot cheaper to get a place in Manchester as well. Um, please let me know if you're intending to go to the Amazon Academy in Manchester event. Uh, I'd love to meet up with you. I'm already meeting up with Meg Cowley, who's a former podcast guest, and Gurbir Singh, who is a regular listener to this podcast. I'm really looking forward to, to meeting them in, in the flesh. Um, we've had email exchanges, and Meg, obviously, I've um, interviewed on the podcast, but it's really great to meet authors in the flesh and actually uh, you know, get to see the whites of their eyes rather than just dealing electronically with people. So if you are going, just let me know because it'd be nice to say hello and meet up and, and you know, just get to know people in person there. Um, I attended the Crime and Publishment event in Gretna, which was another northern event, which was fabulous. It was a 20-minute drive away. How nice was that? 20 minutes to get to a writing event, a quality writing event. Very, very good. So I'd like to congratulate, commend and thank uh, Graham Smith for organising that event because uh, it was a great event, well worth going to. Um, there were several published crime writers there, which was also very interesting. Um, you know, on, on on some really some really big sort of writers there. There was a, one of their writers. He wasn't there, I don't think, at that session. Um, but one of their writers, one of the regular attendees, had just got a six-figure deal in the UK for his crime book. So you know, there were some big hitters there, and there were lots of starter authors there too. But in terms of the level, it was you know it was just right. It was a really good mix of people there too, and also some big uh, bloggers and people who organised uh, blog tours there as well. So, you know, well well worth going to. I did a couple of, it was a whole weekend event. I only went for the Friday because I had to finish Dead of Night off. Um, and I sat through a session with an author who was doing a lot of forensics work. Um, she, 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 she uses forensics in her crime novels. She was great. Very, very, very entertaining. Great to listen to. And then in the afternoon, we had a, a crime writer. He'd done about 11 novels, I think. And he was, you know, talking through the process of keeping readers hooked with books. And um, unfortunately, I, I wish I could have cleared the weekend for it. And I, I will clear the weekend for it next year, you know, so long as it doesn't clash with anything major domestically. Um, because the, the editing event that I was hoping to go through, it was just too late for me. I think I, I finished at five and then effectively I had three hours to kill. And, th and then, I, and then it, I would have been back from eight till ten. And it just didn't work for me domestically with other things I had to do. Um, so I would have been able to catch that session, but, but didn't as it turned out. 
So I think next weekend, if I'm able to go, I'll book in for the weekend. But um, it's called Crime and Publishment. If you just do a Google search, you'll find it. And actually, just this morning, just before I came on and started recording the podcast, I've arranged to talk to Graham Smith, who's the organiser. Again, nice to talk to a local author. Um, But Graham has got uh, four crime novels published through Cafe Nights. And when we were chatting last week, I said to you, I'd love to interview Graham, but I, I kind of need you to have had some self-publishing experience as part of your journey to be on my podcast. Um, that's kind of one of the rules of the podcast, really, that you've got to have, you know, at least use self-publishing as, as the way that you got then. And to my delight, Graham said, well, I have self-published in the past, which is fabulous. So, um, so now he's a guest and I've booked him in. And rather than do it over Skype, which we were going to do, I said to him, look, why don't I just nip in the car? We'll go and have a cup of coffee at the um, at the hotel and I'll interview you with my mobile device. So that's what we're going to do. And Graham is booked in for April the 6th, which is fabulous. So um, a great event. Really enjoyed it. Uh, last thing to tell you about is the, uh, the first online indie author fringe event of 2017. And this kicks off on Saturday, March the 18th, the day you'll be listening to this. Um, I've got a presentation in that called How to Set Up a Pro-Author Website in an Hour Using WordPress. And basically what I do in that is I show you how you can set up a WordPress author site for completely free if you want to do that. I'm so sick and tired of seeing authors using Wix and horrible things like that for their author sites. And I, you know, I'm an evangelist for getting people into WordPress because, you know, quite frankly, you shouldn't be using anything else. Uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and say it. You know, of course you can make other things that give you nice sites, but for all sorts of geeky reasons, mainly you own the site and you can transfer the site easily. You should have your own WordPress site as an author. And once you've got the thing installed, it's dead easy. If you could use Microsoft Word, it's dead easy to use a, a WordPress site once you've done, got over the geeky bit. Well, I kind of specialize in what I teach online in, in de-geeking stuff that seems difficult and hopefully showing it in a way, demonstrating it in a way that shows that it isn't dis- difficult. So in this presentation, in the course of an hour, I show you how you can set up your website for free, a proper author site. If you go and have a look at paulteague.net, I'm going to show you how to set up an author site just like that. Uh, just a very basic author site, nothing fancy, just get you online and get you started. Now, there are loads of other, it's a really good fringe, actually, there's loads of good um, uh, talks going on over the weekend. I'm going to have to, you know, catch up with this uh, because there's so many things I want to watch this time. So if I just scroll through uh, what we've got, we've got David Penny talking about the life cycle of a novel, Belinda Pollard on how to find and manage a team of beta readers. Uh, Gabriel Mercer talking about how to reach more readers and make more money from your books. Debbie Young is talking about the best writing tools. Uh, we've got Darren Hardy from Amazon, who I'm hoping to talk to in Manchester. I made a contact with Darren through uh, in-mail on LinkedIn this week. Uh, I'm just trying to tie him down to see if we're going to be able to talk. Uh, who else is talking there? You've got sort of lots of stars, people like... Um, Adam Croft is coming on. I'm talking to Adam, interviewing Adam tonight for the podcast. I'm recording an interview for him to, to, to publish in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, James Scott Bell, who's a huge author, is writing uh, how to write short stories and use them to market your novel. So there's loads and loads of great stuff. Uh, please do check that out. And I've put the link on the resources page uh, for this week's um, episode. Okay, that's me done. These diaries always seem to time about half an hour, don't they? It seems to be how long it takes me to to take you through the week. Um, 
We've got another great guest coming up on Monday's podcast episode. I'm talking on Monday to Avril McDonald. Now, Avril began writing books to help children cope with anxiety and fears. And she ended up creating an entire brand uh, and also a charitable arm to the business, which is fascinating. You know, an author who's ended up creating a charity as part of the authorial work that she's doing. And um, Avril... Although she's traditionally published, she uses and is about to use self-publishing as a launch and testing platform to get those traditional publishing deals. So she uses it as a sort of a, as a boot camp environment. So it's always great to talk to people who are thinking and doing things differently. And Avril McDonald is one of those people and will be talking to me on the podcast Monday, the 20th of March. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week of writing and I'll be back with another diary next Saturday. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.